0: podcast here on couch guy sports al being weird as always jared scale here at into the triangle on twitter just flip me the bird uh we'll put that on twitter that's all right and of course couchguysports.com the network couch guy sports podcast all the other great podcasts um youtube channel go subscribe we do have a new show coming out friday uh so definitely go look at that big name personality um you all love her so don't be wrong it's gonna be a great show we're excited for it um we're talking Red Sox again in the triangle. Al over there, Jared Skelly here. We're not alone, Al, which is nice to a guest this week. A um, last-minute guest, but it worked out. It's great. Charlie Smith, you might know him. Um, Benny and the Betts podcast, right, Charlie? Correct, um, correct. Quarantining yep. out west.
1: I, I will am say this quarantining out loud.
0: Out west. The better half of the Benny and the Betts podcast we have on board, so that's exciting. We're in the Red Sox shirt. He's excited. Uh, he's Always. ready to go. He's, repping, always, the, he's repping the team. Um, the win total thing we'll get into. We'll talk about the rotation. We'll talk about that stuff. <laughs> um, but, but Charlie, first, how are you? How are you doing? How are you handling the uh, um What's up, um, Charlie?
2: You know, I'm doing great. You know, uh, hey, What's up, bud? So, uh, yep, th- thank you for the, uh, the mention. I, I write for uh, my own blog. I'm going to kind of revamp that. Uh, the Boston Bean Talk blog about the Boston Red Sox. And also, uh, have the, the pleasure of working with Terry for uh, the Benny in the Betts podcast. Um, but you know, just like you fellas love talking about baseball. I'm super excited to get the season underway and we're just, uh, a couple days away from what felt like a lost (laughs) season. We're actually going to get a little bit of baseball. So I'm very, very happy about that.
1: We're also in negotiations with Charlie about, uh, potentially writing for couch guy sports We're we're working out the details. Now we just got to finalize the final terms.
0: God, we've talked about this forever. We're booming at Couch Guy Sports. We're going in the right direction, and having Charlie on boards is another step towards that. Uh, of course, Betting the Bet's a great, great podcast on its own notes. So definitely go Absolutely. check them out. They, they provide great great show content. Um, they're hilarious. So definitely go listen to them too. That you can have multiple Red Sox podcasts. That's okay. We understand. Charlie's a great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It. You got to dip your toes in multiple waters here. Um, we're uh, in an open relationship. We totally understand. It's really okay. <laughs> that's why, tra- that's why Charlie's on here. Got
1: the chance to uh, be a couple we're, we're, yeah, we're in an open relationship. You, it's
0: quite okay. Uh,
1: um, there you
0: go. All right. So we'll jump into it because I think we're all sick of not talking about baseball and we do have a season coming, right? We know that they're being careful. They're social distancing. They're doing all this stuff. Players are up in press boxes and doing that thing for their locker rooms. And we'll get into all that. Um, but where I do want to start the show is something that has been kind of brought to the light in the last couple of days, uh, is the crowd noise situation and how baseball's planned. The Red Sox plan, cause they have said it, they're pumping in crowd noise. They don't want to leave it silent. Um, you got to, got a taste of it. If you guys, I don't know if you guys actually watched them, but they were streaming the, the inner squad games. The Red Sox had at Fenway park during part of the summer training camp. They want they're not even calling it spring training. They're just calling summer it training camp, camp. summer camp. They're calling it summer camp. camp. Like I just dropped off my kids at the lake for a week. Like that's like, that's what they're doing. Um, no, so if you listen to it, you heard the audio quality. You're, you're hearing them test it out during these games. Um, their plan is to have the players hear it, and, and that's what they're shooting for. Other leagues we've talked, we've we've kind of heard here, um, Premier League as games that have been happening, MLS is trying it. You know, they give you options in the Premier League. I know, like there's an option where they're only pumping crowd noise over the broadcast. Like that's what they're trying to do. Uh, they're not letting players hear it. The players don't hear it. They're just in an empty stadium hearing echoes. Um, you can either watch it with the audio, which is like the main broadcast, NBC Sports, whoever is broadcasting the game, or you can go to their online stream and not have the crowd noise if you don't want it. I personally like that option better, but you know they have both options. Baseball's not doing that. They're straight up pumping crowd noise, players can hear it, all this stuff. Um, Charlie, I want to start with you. I guess, what is your take on the crowd noise? I, ha- I know Al has his thoughts, I have mine, but the the crowd noise in one and like do you think it's should they be pumping it in I think every sport's doing it but and two are you do you think it's a good thing that the players can hear it? Uh
2: so it's a, it's a double edged sword. So I was watching a prem game. Arsenal was playing against Liverpool. They went up one nil and then ended up choking it away. They lost two to one. And you can hear the crowd noise. You can hear the fans, and it feels real. Until as a fan, you're watching the game from home and you see nobody in the stands. You can actually hear the coaches echo when they're yelling on the field. So it feels a little off, but it does give that real feeling. As long as you're like only on the pitch, you don't see the fans, you just hear them and that's it. Baseball is going to be a little bit different because uh, we we, I I found this out rather recently when we were talking about how baseball they're going to be able to hear it in prem. They can't. It's all artificial. Yep. It's going to be added. So I, I feel like that could be interesting for baseball. It, it's it's going to be weird because the way I look at it is it's going to be like for years and years driving the United States. And then all of a sudden driving in England, you look, oh, my God, wait, you can make a left turn on red and wait. We, we have to look left before we go. You know, we have to look right before we go left. It just, yep. It's going to feel a little bit bizarre. Um, but one of the good things about this is I think that with the sound not being there – it's going to cut down on little little, perhaps little tips and, and cheats that some teams might have established by being able to communicate with one another. They're not going to be able to talk to each other as well. They're going to have to develop something different if they haven't already. So yeah. I, think, I think it's going to be very weird. It'll be surreal. Um, they're trying to give the, the, the players in the game the best uh, feeling of the sport, but it's going to be bizarre when you hear fans and you look behind you and it's going to feel like Sandlot baseball. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be I'm still torn between it because, like, you know, for soccer, I think it can work for, for international football it can work for baseball. It's just going to be a little bit surreal because you are going to physically hear those sounds and you may not. It, it, for, for the fan, it, it'll be different because you're watching it. You're not necessarily listening to the fans in the background. You're going to be waiting for the crack of the bat. And let me tell you, the cracks are going to sound Real nice. And when a 95, 96 monitor fastball hits that mitt, it's going to sound real crisp as if you were literally there. So that's going to be a little bit different than than the the pitch. Um, I'm I'm very curious to see how it works out. I mean, I'm optimistic because, again, we went from not having any baseball and uh, a commissioner that didn't seem like he knew what was going on. And not being forthright and forthcoming about the situation with the MLB Players Association. To now we're blessed with having the opportunity to see 60 games and I will count my blessings with 60. We're starting a little bit late. Yes, it's like getting out of summer camp, as Al said earlier. I'm just, I'm just happy we're gonna get some baseball. You know, like at this point, I'm just happy. I'm happy we get yeah. some games.
0: And it's intriguing too because like you mentioned like hearing the crack of the bat and all that stuff. Um, it, it's one of those things where you could hear it. When you watch the live stream of these inner squad games, you know they're they're trying to test all this audio out, and there's definitely some glitches to it because you have a guy who like Andrew Benettoni is a good example. he had a double, and the guy who hit the audio was late, so you he heard the crack of the bat, he ran the bases, and it, by the t- once he rounded first, then the audio started about the crowd going crazy, and then the music played, so like it was delayed, and it sounded awful and and they're trying to pump in like some like Static crowd noise, like you're almost there, like listening to fans talk in the stands, and like it just sounds like my air conditioner is running in the background. (laughs) So like, and and so like that's what we're trying to deal with of like, how much does it value? Does it bring, or does it just sound awful? And do the fans? I mean, do the players really care if they can hear fans in the stands? Because at the end of the day, they just want to play baseball. And yes, I get it. Like it's weird playing in an empty stadium that can seat thousands, but that's what we're at. At least you get to play. And a lot of these players kept saying on Twitter. Tell me when and where tell me when and where we're ready to play. And I believed them for a while, but then they all also had these random demands, too. So, you know, there's two sides to these negotiations. But, you know, I, I think it's a waste. I don't think we need need the crowd noise. But I understand why baseball is doing it, because it's a dying sport. And that energy needs to be there for us. i now a sport that's competing with other sports, too. Right. We have all these other playoffs that are happening. And now you have to worry about baseball, too. Now they need to figure something out to do. And Al, I'm kind of curious what your take is on this crowd noise too, because I know you're a baseball guy through and through you coach. You played forever. Same with me. So what's your take on like the fake crowd noise thing? Is it worth it for this league?
1: It's so inauthentic, man. It just, it doesn't seem like it's just, it seems like it's so forced. Like when we're at, when we're at the Red Sox game, we're at Fenway park and we see JD Martinez and he's hitting a high fly ball. It looks like it's going to go out and you hear the crowd Starts to get simmer, starts to get really, really quiet. But then all of a sudden, you hear the roar of the crowd because it goes out and it's over the monster. And the Red Sox are down ten to four. But regardless of that, the noise just needs to be there. But it needs to be authentic. If you're trying to hit a button, like you just said, Jared, with Andrew Benintendi, I think the other day, JD Martinez w- did hit a home run in one of the simulated games, and they tried to do the the vo- the noises, and it just it came like two seconds after he hit it. It's just I don't know. It does seem forced. It doesn't seem like it belongs. Yep. But I, again, you understand that the MLB is trying to make it as close to what it was as possible. But you, you suck it up for two months. You know, yep. Don't have any noises. And then in 2021, if you want to bring everything back and everything can't come back, then so be it. You got two months of baseball deal with yeah. not having and that's the thing
0: it's a shortened season it's not like you're playing a full season and next year i mean you're gonna probably have my guess is a, um, a restriction on number of fans allowed in at least at the start of the season depending on where we're at with covid and vaccines and that's a whole nother conversation but one thing that is an interesting storyline to me too that i heard someone bring up uh, i forget where it was is the element of the cheating side of this oh it was ron reneke our own ron reneke, the manager because the Astros cheated, right? Big cheating scandal. Yankees cheated. They won't get caught for it, but they did something. Red Sox just got hit for cheating. Everyone's trying to get that leg up, and I still think people will. Renicky made an interesting point because someone asked him, how do you feel about it? Like, it sounds awkward. It sounds clunky. How do players feel about being able to hear the crowd noise? And they said, we kind of would rather have it because without it, it's like you said, too, with really echoey, right, Charlie? It's, it's one of those things where you can hear everything. They don't want their tips and cheating things or whatever they're doing. They don't want other dugouts to hear what they're saying to the mound. And with nothing at all, you can probably hear a pin drop when nothing's happening because baseball is a, a slow sport. There's no ice skates, you know, like, you know, checking into the boards, like dribbling sneakers, basketballs. You can't. There's no noise with it. It's just players standing around and waiting for the crack of the bat. So it can be very quiet. And that's an interesting, I didn't even think of that until I heard him say that is, people are probably still thinking about cheating and they don't want people to hear what they're saying and doing. And that's a big part of this too. And I'm intrigued now. Like for that guys, I think that's a big play to what this is a big reason why players are okay with this. Right.
2: I'll say this much too, though. I mean, it's going to sound real. I mean, just that, that crack though, when you hear that echo reverb of a ball getting smashed, that is going to be one of those pure sounds that you hope someone is able to capture without the fake sounds in the background. Just because that's one of the purest sounds. That it's so as it's it sounds so pleasing to the ear when you hear like an mm. absolute bat crack.
0: Gets you excited? You know? Oh,
2: it gets you so happy! It's, well, it's, that's it's why it's spring training—they they, oh. all the
0: audio that gets fed back to like TV reports and the radio is just all people playing right. catch. Balls to the mitt. It's like, oh, Dan Roach here locally in Boston like lives for that stuff, right? He's like the go-to baseball guy. He just like, hear the crack of the bat, the ball hitting the glove. And like, those are sounds as baseball fans we enjoy. Um, And you'll lose some of that, right? When you pump in that crowd noise. um, Right. When you see that. So.
1: Yep. No, for sure. And you know what? It's just, it's a situation where these old purists that want to, you know, eliminate sign stealing and all that, you got to understand something. Science stealing is a part of the game. Like, I'm not saying do what the Astros did, because obviously that's blatant cheating, but like, here's the thing. Jared, you know this. Charlie, you're about to find this out. I coached travel baseball. I literally, this past weekend had was coaching an 11 year old team. I was in the, I was on the third baseline coaching, giving signs to my guys. And the kid on the other team's like, he's stealing, he's stealing, they're gonna steal. And I just and I laughed and I said, and I said to myself, okay, but you still gotta execute it. You need to be able to execute in the game of baseball. It's very simple, whether you're at the Little League level, the high school level, the college level, or the pro level. Especially at the pro level, you're going to be given signs all the time. So you know what? Why are people going to be upset when other teams are trying to get that advantage? Like, it's so, it's it's just like common knowledge that in baseball you steal signs. Obviously, the Astros, we understand that's a whole different scenario. But for the little, little things, the little st- sign stealing, picking up a sign here, sign there by using your eyes, like, that's just, that's, that's part of baseball. It happens. So, yep. these people that want like a pure game can kick rocks. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, I agree. And and the pure I think the pure game, the old school mentality is so done. Like I think and that's where you look at even like Korean baseball was the first baseball to come back. Their bat flips are out of this world. I love Korean baseball. I'm all in on <laughs> baseball. I'm all in on Korean baseball. I love it. Um it's something to watch. And look, no everyone loves baseball over there. It's not dying over there. There's a reason why we all ask for it. You know, the Jose Bautista bat flip stirred a lot of people wrong when the Blue Jays were in that Toronto series. And it's just, it's something that needs to change. And I, I'm hoping that this can do it. And, and these negotiations are going to make a point to these owners and in the, in, in the league that this league needs to change or it's going to keep dying. And they're going to see real quick. The numbers are going to go down this year because baseball is going to be competing NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, the NFL season. Um, all these things are all going to be lined up with baseball, regular season baseball, which is going to be fourth. And so you look at what they have to compete with. Baseball is going to take a real reality check when their ratings are lower than always. And they're going to go, Oh crap. And then I'm hoping it becomes a wake up call more than anything
1: for sure. It needs to be a wake up.
0: Yeah, it needs to, because otherwise baseball is going to continue to lose fans and there's not
1: going to be a 98 home run chase. That's going to build it back up.
0: Yep. Um, So we do have a season coming Red Sox. um, Charlie's very, very optimistic about the season. Um, And so this team, we have talked about it as he shakes his head. We (laughs) we know that this team is not going to be a contender. We know that, Um, but we've been saying it from day one. I've been preaching it. We need the league to play a game at least because if they don't, the Red Sox don't get away from the tax break and next year, they can't spend money. And next year is what's important. So, I don't care how bad they are. They need to play a game. But the one thing that's intriguing is we do have games to watch. We're going to as Red Sox fans. We're all going to sit here and watch them. And we know the offense is good. We've talked about the offense. They still have JD for the rest of this year, potentially at least. And, you know, you still have Rafael Devers and all these guys, Chavis Dahlbeck looks apparently looks good and he's now healthy off COVID. So um, you have the offense in the system. It's the pitching that Dombrowski never put together. Now they have to figure out and you're going to need the money next year to spend on pitching. That's obviously a thing. Um, and so I'm intrigued for Charlie's stick here too, because this team's rotation is just abysmal. Uh, Eduardo yes. Rodriguez is your quote unquote ace, but COVID. he's also as he also has COVID. So he's not going to be ready to start the season. Um, right now the third starter is probably going to be Brian Johnson. We all know what that history has been. So Charlie, I'm going <laughs> to let you take the floor here because you're, you're like in disgust and I know you want to talk about this more than anything, um, Thoughts on the rotation, what they're going to look like, and, and just overall, I guess, the Red Sox team over here.
2: So, to say pessimistic would be a compliment. Uh, <laughs> Dave Dombrowski has had no problem shelling out millions of dollars for people that have done nothing. Chris Sale got a ridiculous contract extension. Nathan Ivaldi got a contract extension based on one World Series performance. Did not perform the following year. Uh, I've, I've been adamant in saying that in a 60-game season, if Nathan Ivaldi gets injured at all at, at any point in this season, his, it's over. It's done. There's no chance. I mean, already the Red Sox are screwed. Uh, you, you went from having David Price, Chris Sale, Erod, Rick Porcello, and who am I missing for the fifth guy? Ivaldi, wouldn't it? Nathan Ivaldi for a little bit, but then he got injured. I forget who the fifth guy was. And now... You had Erod as your three guy. Evaldi was your four, five guy. Now you have Erod, who's got the affliction. You have Ivaldi, who we don't know what we're going to get. You have Martin LOL Perez third. You have Love it. Ryan Weber, and you have Colin Mahew. Chris Sale is done for this season. Chris Sale probably will be done next season. So you've already shelled out $60 million for players that aren't going to be doing anything. This issue started back in 2015 when the Red Sox were like, ah, we could get Max Scherzer. But you know what? I'd really rather have Hanley Ramirez and Pablo effing Sandoval, yep. who was atrocious and now looks like the size of a Volkswagen in, in a baseball outfit. Not the fat shame, <laughs> but like, I mean, he just, he, he, is, he has an eating problem. He has a disorder. I, I shouldn't I should make, make jokes. But I was super upset with the way that he handled the situation in Boston. I'm super upset with the way that he handled the situation back in San Francisco. The Red Sox ended up having to get David Price, who we traded after the fact. And he was the most – he was the highest-paid pitcher at one point. Way overpaid because the Red Sox were afraid of losing him. Seven years, $217 million, I think. Ridiculous contract. Uh, Max Scherzer would have been a fraction of that. Scherzer also never got injured. Is, an, is not a journeyman. Is an excellent player. But if the Red Sox can't get starting rotation, stay healthy, there is no way that you can get me to buy in, go chips, all in on the Red Sox winning more than 23 games this year. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you'll be lucky to get 24-25. For the the people that think, oh yeah, they could win 30-35, I'd love to know what you're drinking and what you're smoking because... Can I have? It's insane. It's just, it, bl- it blows my mind. This team is is not ready. I also don't think that JD Martinez is gonna uh, is gonna last in Boston uh, because now that the DH rule is gonna be universal, you have a whole nother league that you can market uh, and and sell his talents to. There's there's no need for him to stay.
0: Yeah. See, the JD Martinez thing is the one that like I think I, I mostly agree with you on. It's the as soon as that DL the, uh, DH rule got announced, I'm like, oh well, he's gone. He could even be gone this year. Um, he, he. There could still be a sense where he is gone, and that, that, that's it. Like th- that, that could be the case. So I, I might even not, if they play bad in, in your, in your world, Charlie. If they win twenty games this year, he could be gone at the deadline, quote unquote, at the trade deadline, and that's it. Like he's gone this year. So I don't expect gone. him to be here past this year anyway because of the new rule. And I just think the Red Sox are going to move past him because they don't want to pay him if he opts. So so I think that's the way that's going to look. Um, And and they know they need to move for the future. Bloom has a whole different vision than Dombrowski ever did. So I think they they don't see him in their plans long-term. They see Rafael Devers as the middle of their lineup. They see Michael Chavis as the middle of their lineup. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck coming up, middle of their lineup guy. Um, That's who they see filling the void of J.D. Martinez being gone. J.D. Martinez has served his purpose. He came to help you win a World Series. You did that. You were the best team ever in 2018. It's mission accomplished. With the rotation, um, you look at what you had versus now. Chris Sale was your ace last year, gone. David Price gone, not even playing this year. Rick Porcello, who you should have kept and had no reason to get rid of for the short money that he signed in New York. Gone, no longer on the team. Erod, who is your fourth starter, now has COVID and is no longer going to be there. And now your your fifth starter, quote-unquote, now is going to be your ace coming in opening day. Like, that's where you are at with the rotation, and, and that's just disgusting. Um, so I'm with you on that. Rotation, big of the problem. Now, the little game total you have coming in there, uh, win total-wise, um, you can have what I'm smoking because I think they're going to be a 500 team at worst because cool. of are off. I think their offense is good enough to win them a lot of games when they're playing the Orioles, the Blue Jays. They're playing some of the NL teams on the East Coast that aren't as great. So yes, I think you you have yes. that opportunity to win thirty games because of your offense. Now, is there a chance your scenario happens? Of course, because their pitching is, is a fizzle. It's not like the bullpen got better mysteriously. So they have no pitching. It might have got yep. worse. So yeah. it, it's it's a situation where the offense has a lot on their shoulders. And now like, do I even care what their win total is? Absolutely not. They're not a contender. I just need one game to be played. So the next year can help. And with some money spending, maybe bets comes back, maybe he doesn't, but there's a lot of opportunity money spending wise next year that they need this year to happen. I don't care how many games they win, but to think they won't get to 30 is a little, I guess, I mean, pessimistic, like you said, um, is a nice word to put it in your eyes. But I mean, I know Al, I think Al and I agree on this. Um, Their offense is good enough to get them further along than that. Charlie,
1: I'm going to break a few things down for you real quick. So so let's think about this. They play 40 games in the American League East. Who are 20 of those games against, excluding the Yankees in the race? In the American League East. Right.
0: The Orioles World. and yeah. the
1: Jays. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Stay with me. The Orioles. I think we can agree they can win seven to eight games against the Orioles. The Orioles sure. are are very, very bad. So, say you get seven, eight wins right there. The plays you can probably take six games from. I can see them going six and four against the Jays. I think that's very uh, realistic. Who is their I pitching don't know. besides Ryu? Uh, dude, I, who is, who is I who's the- their pitching besides Ryu? Who do they have besides Ryu? I know they have Connor Biggio and Vladi Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette. But, yeah, yeah. so, if you go... Okay, so let's say that's... We'll say six wins. We'll say six and four. So, you have 14 wins already. You go three... and against the Yankees, 3-7 and against the Rays. And I'm saying they're going to do bad against both teams. You're at 20 wins right there. You still haven't played the Marlins yet. You still haven't played the Mets yet. You still haven't played the Phillies yet. Keep in mind, the Mets lost Noah Syndergaard for the year. I know they have DeGrom, and you probably lose that game, but you can salvage a split against the Mets. You play the Marlins, you're probably going to either sweep them or at least win three out of four. And then with the Phillies, if you... Split between them, that's 25 wins right there. That's 25 wins right there, Charlie. And then you still have a couple other teams you got to play. I don't think 22 or less is going to happen this year, especially with that offense that we just talked about. Now, the pitching, so- yes, I understand. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I've ranted long enough. You go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I can rant for
2: days, man. I'm the guy that you want in your car so you get out of speeding ticket. Uh, I, I think the Toronto, Toronto Blue Jays are one of those Cinderella teams because uh, they, they do have so many fun ta- players with, with great talent. And a lot of it is, you know, the spawn of superstars from the 90s and Bo Bichette, you know, Dante Bichette's son who used to play in Boston for a little bit, a little bit of time in Colorado as well. Um, but I just, I, I think about the players that took a little bit longer to kind of warm up. And the Red Sox did have players do well in months three, four, and five. We're only dealing with months one and two. And this is their vitalized training. You look at Xander Bogarts the first after uh, spring training started. He didn't get the ball rolling for the first couple months. So if he does the same thing again, you have one less bat. I don't think they're going to go 6 and 4 against Toronto. I think they're going to go 4 and 6 or worse. I don't think they're going to win that many games against the Yankees. I think the Yankees have a much better chance of doing 3 and 7 is is probably a, a great sign but it could be 2 and 8. I I truthfully don't think the Red Sox are you have to understand the Red Sox do not have a pitching to save a pitching staff right now led by Erod who's who's out for now. Uh, Nathan Ivaldi, who is one shoulder injury away from hanging up the cleats and calling it a career. You, you, you have Colin Mahew, who's coming back from a devastating injury who didn't pitch for a significant point in time. Ryan Weber, not enough time. Sale, not pitching this year. Price, gone. Porcello, gone. Although I will say, Jared, I'm actually happy he's gone. I could not stand Rick Porcello giving up, you know, 100 pitches <laughs> and six runs and in five innings of work. Yes, he was an innings eater, but I'm so happy he's gone. I would take Erod over him every day. Um, there's just that fact mixing with the fact that the bullpen didn't get any better. Yes. You have Darwin's in Hernandez. That's one guy. That's not enough. And even so they're going to limit the crap out of him because if you blow him out, not only is your season over, but your future closer for the next potential five to 10 years is gone. Brandon Workman is a means to an end. He will leave the closer role once Darwins and Hernandez is ready. Darwins and Hernandez is like Billy Wagner. Every inning, two scouts, and you get like a pop-out ground up BS like that. He is the future closer of the Red Sox. They have to be so diplomatic with who pitches, when they pitch, how they pitch, and how many pitches they pitch. It is not going to be a great season. They just need to play a couple games. So as Jared mentioned, the whole timer resets, and then we can open up the pocketbook. I'll stop.
1: Speaking of opening up the pocketbook, you want to bet that the Red Sox win more than twenty-two games this year?
2: We, what are we betting? Are we betting a bottle of wine over here? What, what's the bet here?
1: I mean, Ooh, whatever classy. you want, man. He is oh a cl- Charlie. Charlie's a classy man. I'll give him that.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, you have—I don't know if you. I think you said you have a lady in your life too, right? I do. That yeah, there you go. It's a Courtney. nice bottle of wine. Say, honey, honey, Courtney, honey. I
1: was just thinking of you. Here's <laughs> yeah, yeah. your feed, hey, bud. Listen, listen, listen. I'm down for it. If they get 22 or more, I would, or no, I'm sorry, 23 or more, I win that. 24 or more. Cause if I, I say
2: 23 37, and you'll, you'll, you'll okay. get a bottle of wine. Love yeah. that. Okay.
1: Love that. Well, okay. That's a bet. It. And it's that's on it's here. That's on the podcast. Jared yeah, is yeah, a witness to this bet. That's it. here. That's I'm it. a witness. I that's love it. that. I love yeah. that. So, yeah, they can go 25 and 35, and I'm in.
0: You now, how do in. we scale this if they if they lose games? How do we scale this? What do you mean? Oh, like if they lose games to COVID, if they shorten the season, if they twenty three was, the was, the <laughs> <number. 23 laughs> was the number. Twenty three was the number. Twenty three was the number. Oh man, in a twenty five game season, yeah, okay. Um, look, I, I'm one of the ones that believe that baseball is getting shut down at some point. I think they all. I think all these sports are going to come back and potentially have a chance to get shut down. But if all goes well, I'm all for this. You heard it here bets on um and and this and that's a good transition to the last you know conversation here is just the list of players that keep opting out um and you know david price is the big one charlie Wright that we've been talking about and um you know he's not going to pitch for the dodgers you have um did max scherzer opt out yet um has he not that i know of
2: i don't think sure i know uh, i know that
0: came up. up buster posey opted out which like is a name not much anymore but Buster Posey is officially out. You have Ryan Zimmerman out of the game. Um, but Posey, uh, Posey
2: opted out for a specific reason. Posey is expecting a child, and kid. I think yep. because of health complications, he he opted to do that. Um, yeah, it was. Al, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna come um, back was, to you in a second. It was
1: twins. I think it was twins. Uh, he, he adopted twin girls. I'm pretty sure that's yep. why he.
2: That's uh, right. He opted out. That's right. Yep, you're right. That makes sense. And uh, I mean, I compl- as, as a future dad. Uh, not to say I am, but as a future dad, I can imagine why that is your your primary focus when you have kids, dude. That you live for those kids. They they are That's your it. top
0: priority. Everything after that, secondary. They Especially are. No Especially we one have a future always. dad on the pod too. Yeah, I'm gonna be a dad any day now. Like my kids come any day. Yeah, like, dude. I totally get it. So anytime they keep saying like, "Hey, um, it's family." Like you look at the Celtics. Keep it in Boston. Gordon Hayward. i my the birth of my child will happen during the playoffs. I'm leaving. I would do the same thing. Like, I don't care. Like, it, it's. I mean, it sucks for the team, and it sucks as a fan to think that one of your best players is going to just piece. But, you know, that's something that matters first. So, you know, the reason why I bring up the list and people opting out, really, for me, is do you guys think, and I know Al's kind of take on this, is really, Charlie, do you think that these names opting out affects more stars? Like, David Price was a big domino to fall. Do you think more players follow? Um, does it affect the season? Or after the season starts, are we gonna forget about those guys who opted out and we're just gonna be all in on baseball.
2: Uh uh, it's it's 50-50 because it's it's hard to imagine uh the game right now when you're losing superstar players. David Price to LA is a superstar player. David Price And that was the win of World Series. They
0: they brought them there to get over the hump.
2: A hundred percent. And you just lost him you you have Mookie bets in a fraction of the season. Uh, you have Clayton Kershaw, who's not what he used to be. He's still good, but he's not great. Walker Bueller is the is the, the face of that starting rotation. Um, I I don't think they have enough. Cody Bellinger's good. Corey Seager, we're still not sure what's going to happen in LA. But um, if more players continue to opt out, I think it will be a topic of discussion. But until you have a player like Mike Trout say, you know what? It's just not worth it. I don't think Major League Baseball will be Honestly, I don't think some fans are taking it as serious as they should, because they're saying, you know what, these players are still playing. You know, there's like 30 guys on a team. You got your coaching staff. You got a bunch of other people, your trainers, and all that fun stuff. You got like 50, 60 people together, and they're all fine. They're doing okay. And yeah, it sucks that David Price said no, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back to baseball. No, some players will go back to baseball. You'll continue watching from your couch. But baseball will forever be different in 2020. Will it be the same this year? Absolutely, unequivocally, no. Could it go back to the the way it used to be in the future? Sure. Will it take time? Absolutely. Can I expect more players to opt out? Sure. If you have upcoming dads like yourself, like Posey, absolutely. You'd be a fool to not do that. Yes, you have a duty and honor to your team and whatnot. But above that, honor, duty to your family and i don't blame one player that says i'm opting out for that purpose
0: and and I, like it's a big thing like for a lot of people why do we work right why do we go to work every day why do we make commutes for those of us to make commutes it's because of our life outside of work we're, we're working for to better our lifestyle to work for our family kids if you have them that kind of stuff so for those guys that are opting out it's a it's a valid excuse when you're opting out for a kid opting out for covid whatever it may be the way i look at this situation baseball will be fine if superstars stay in the game. And I think a lot of them will be. Um, But I still think there's a chance of this season starts and then something happens where, you know, you're seeing practices get shut down. Now you're seeing camps get shut down because of someone might've come in contact with someone who had COVID maybe. And so what happens uh, a couple weeks into the season and say, Mike Trout gets COVID. Does he (sighs) know what happens if Mike Trout, what happens if Max Scherzer gets COVID? What happens if any of these guys who are superstars to the game, Gets what if Aaron Judge in New York gets COVID, right? And and that's something that we haven't. Not a lot of people are really talking about. But like, if they get COVID and then have complications, does do other players go? Oh, well, never mind. Maybe I don't want to be here. Like that's a possibility too. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You're gonna have uh, an L before before we end. I I got something for you. Uh, Hit me.
2: This is you'd be you'd be foolish. To think, not you, I'm just saying one would be foolish to assume that all players would think, yes, I'm okay. Because I would be shocked to see a full team after they find out one of your star players or a player. It doesn't have to be your star player. If one player tests positive, you've been around that individual. Symptoms can take up to two weeks to show their signs. And once you get them, you either get affected uh, in a minute manner or you get affected and you feel like you just got hit by a bus. You're still there. And the bus is like, mm, let's re- hit this in reverse too, where it really can affect you. There's a superstar NBA player that just contracted COVID-19. Russell Westbrook just got yeah. tagged
0: yesterday. And
2: yeah, but, uh... he's, he's been around his team. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a superstar player. It, it, it It's if it hits one, it will detrimentally affect the rest of the team. Plus your psyche is gone now because you're supposed to be thinking baseball. In the meantime, you're thinking, oh, my God, like, what, what if I get my wife's up? Uh, strike two. Shit. OK, I got I got to focus. OK. Oh, my God. But what about yeah. my dark? strike three? All right. See ya. You can't focus players. This is going to. A therapist, uh, uh, a, a coach. Something that can help with people that are dealing with issues with the psyche because this year is going to be an absolute mind F. It's going to be terrible. Um, I could keep going on this, but I'm going to stop.
1: (laughs) Uh, And that is why we're a great Red Sox podcast. We're just honest. Even though we don't like all of our opinions, <clears throat> Charlie, but it's all good. It's okay.
0: Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Alan. Man. Okay. So,
2: so, so, Alan, I just want to confirm. So, this is for everybody on the air. This is for a bottle of wine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's an Alan bottle of wine. I know there's a Charles bottle of wine. I'm not a fan of the Charles. It's got
0: to be an. It's got to be an Alan wine. I'm going to find
2: an Alan bottle of wine. I'm going to look for it. So, if they win twenty three or
1: less, I get a bottle. You win. If they went, what was your guess for total wins? I did say twenty-five, but if we're saying twenty-three and below, we'll go twenty-four, 24 and above, over. or we can call, or we can call twenty-four, an a even wash. break and nobody wins. Yeah, call it a wash. So you, what, was
2: your, original, what no, was your original? No, that's no fun. guess? We, for need the a, we need a winner.
1: Okay. What what is? Yeah, yeah, no,
2: no. There's definitely gonna be a bottle of wine. So uh, so the question the question is, how many wins did you think the Red Sox were gonna have this season?
1: I think they can get at least twenty-five. I think they can get twenty-five. I'll say twenty-five. So twenty-five. So you think they're going to have a losing record? Twenty-five and thirty-five. Yes.
2: Twenty-four wins. Jared gets a bottle of wine. No.
1: Ooh, no. Yeah. No. no 100% it. No. Charlie's my guy. Jared's not. Yeah, it's
2: Jared. Jared, it. Jared. Jared. What is your What is your win total?
0: Um, I was right. Now, about I, I, out. I have to I mean, trust.
2: I have to trust Alan saying he's going to hit twenty-five. I thought he thought he was going to go 30-30. No. Nah. See like
0: I think I see I, I, I will realistically say this. think they're going to hit 30. I do think they're going to hit 30.
1: Okay. We'll say this though Charlie, before Rodriguez went down with COVID, I thought that with their offense and having Rodriguez, hopefully a healthy Evaldi and and Perez can, you know, this. I thought they could have gone 35 and 25 before Erod went down beforehand. And I with every, about with it. everything you know, with everything ever. that was before Erod went down. And I, I made that very clear on Legends Lingo last week. That was before I knew Erod was going down. So in one week, you went from 35 to 25?
0: Yes. Erod worth 10 games to you? In I two months.
2: So. In, in two months, so. I've been saying the Red Sox will not win more than 25 games this season. I've been so adamant about that. I said, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if they, if they win more than 25. So if they win more than 25, we'll call it there. More than 25. Bottle of wine for you. Jared, you're going to have to work your way into this if you want to try to score some. Uh, 25, more than 25 bottle of wine, an Allen bottle. 25 or less, a Charlie bottle. I like and Jared, that. Okay. You, you, we'll invite you over with a mask on, social distancing, leave some space for the Holy Spirit, and six feet for COVID. And you can enjoy some of the wine, too.
0: I'll just I'll just okay. I'll just sip wine yes. with whoever wins. I'm the winner. I just sip wine with whoever wins and we rub it in the face of <laughs> lose loses. That's my job as the, the the uh unbiased host here. I just get to mediate, be the be the witness and sip wine with the winner. I'm on the winning side no matter what.
2: Love it. As long as base, as
0: long as baseball happens, I'm a winner because that's all I want. I just want a game to be played. They could go 0 and 1 have the season canceled. Don't care. That just right. out. It resets
2: next year. It resets. I'm happy. And I got go a wine if don't we go care. 1. I, I, I yeah, and if line.
0: they go 0-1, you get a bottle of wine, we'll hang out and we'll rub it in Val's face. It's fine. I,
2: I'll, I'll say that, Al. If they end up playing less than 60, I, I'll nullify it Okay. And out of respect for you because that becomes significantly more difficult. If they don't play a full 60, yep. it's it's over because, oh, okay. I mean, that's you, you'll never know.
1: I respect that, Charlie. See, now Jared wouldn't do that. Jared would just try no. to weasel his way into a bottle of wine. He would weasel what? his way into a bottle of wine. And just be like, oh, yeah, you lost Al. You said you're bad. Ha, ha. Give me a bottle of wine. So you're an honest man for that, and I like that. Jared, on the other hand, eh.
2: Al, that's why I right. was asking, man. You said 35, and then in a week it went down to 25. I know.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm I know. expecting the honesty out of you. I, I, yeah, hey, I'm 100% honest. That's what I always try to
0: be, even though Jared doesn't think so. It's okay. Oh, good man, man, good man. Oh, man. We're playing that <laughs> game. All right. We'll leave it there before my name get, my name keeps getting smeared. <laughs> i'm just a co-host with like the worst trivia host in the world but it's really okay um <laughs> i resent that i
1: right. wasn't even part of that
0: al you know i love you bud um of course. charlie feelings very mutual pre- appreciate you coming on bud
1: oh my pleasure um, absolutely alan out, alan
0: asked me this there on morning. The west
2: coast yeah yeah it's a uh, beautiful weather you know it's a uh, another beautiful day in uh sunny la so can't complain
0: uh, the smog, though. Uh, CharlieCMS7 yeah, is the Twitter handle. I read that right off my phone, so I didn't get it wrong. Uh, there you ben go, the Betts podcast. Um, Al, you can find him on the Legends Lingo podcast, all the Couch Guy stuff. Don't forget, on Twitter, at Into the Triangle, it's our podcast. Right your review and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, like I said, new YouTube show dropping on Friday for the network, so check it out. Um, Very popular human being. She, she uh, she tweeted it out on Twitter with a little eye emoji. So you guys might've put the dots together, but uh, we'll be announcing that shortly, if not today, uh, officially, but new show dropping Friday. Very excited for that. Red Sox season starts next week. Keep an eye on that. We'll be talking more. Al and I will be back next week with possibly another guest. So stay tuned for that. Um, Al, I haven't even told you this yet, so that's a surprise for you. Um, I like that until then (laughs) find everything and we'll, uh, We'll keep an eye on the bet. We'll be tweeting everything about the bet as a win total. We'll keep an eye on everything. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll enjoy sipping a, I'll enjoy sipping a bottle of wine with Charlie at the end of the season. Hopefully.
1: Oh jeez, yeah, so. Yeah. all right. Love
0: we'll be back it. next week. Talk to you then. Until then, adios. See you Take again. care, guys. Be well.